Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. In your company, a challenge? Are you battling turnover and struggling to draw key talent? Is your team not performing at the level you want? Problems present themselves through conflict, miscommunication, creative differences, unclear expectations, and motivational issues. ARC Integrated is here to address these challenges through executive coaching and customized interactive trainings. Create lasting positive change that will improve your bottom line and create a culture that attracts talent and reduces turnover by going to arcintegrated.com. That's arcintegrated.com. How does an economy that is more mindful and less mindless become a reality? Welcome to the Mindful Marketplace. I'm your host, Joel Skeen, and I'm happy to welcome you to the show where we ask experts, entrepreneurs, investors, and industry leaders for their perspectives on how all of us can, on every level, do our part to help create a more mindful marketplace. I am more than excited for today's guest here on the Mindful Marketplace. He is a host of another show here on the bizradio.us network. He is the owner and CEO of the Cardona Business Solutions. Um, His show, The Golden Key, is actually my introduction to Biz Radio here. Um, And so I'm really excited to get to talk to Alex Cardona here shortly. But first, before we do, let's make sure we hit the balance sheet, assets, liabilities, debts, and investments. So today, assets, I want to talk about a a business owner. Um, You may have heard the news that Patagonia founder Yvonne uh, Schwinard, I hope I'm saying his name right, I think I am, uh, is really practicing what he preaches when he donated the entire $3 billion of his company to um, fight climate change. Now, he's been a staunch activist, um, but Schwinard was unhappy to see himself in the business news article, in business news articles as being valued as a billionaire. Um, so his response was to announce that all profits in perpetuity shall go to the Patagonia Purpose Trust, a nonprofit towards helping prevent environmental disaster. At age 83, Schwinard worked with a team of lawyers alongside his family to create a model that would allow the company to continue to operate as a for-profit enterprise, but that would also act as a funding engine on the environment's behalf. 2% of the family's stock will fund an effort to ensure that the company remains committed to Schwinard's values, while the other 98% will go to projects that help protect the habitat, biodiversity, and fight the environmental crisis. Patagonia, the apparel company, has long been known as a company that does everything it can to support the environment, such as in the past it's donated 1% of profits every year since 2001, which has amounted to over $140 million that's gone to projects that protect and restore vulnerable ecosystems. Schwinard and the staff considered going public to drive investor money towards the cause, but they concluded that the pressure for growth and responsibility to shareholders just wouldn't have made that possible. So instead of going public, Patagonia explained that they're going purpose by devoting their products and their projects to the one and only shareholder, earth liabilities uh one of the biggest liabilities we have in our country i believe is the giant tech monopolies and a group of 46 states have actually argued to an appeals court that it should reinstate an antitrust lawsuit against facebook which is now called meta over the acquisition of instagram and whatsapp the 46 states include guam the district of columbia but not alabama georgia south carolina and south dakota 
The case against Facebook claims its actions, the 2012 acquisition of Instagram and the 2014 takeover of WhatsApp have left a negative effect on both the U.S. economy and its technology marketplace. So the 46 states are asking the three-judge panel on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia to reinstate the lawsuit. The 2020 case was launched at the same time that the U.S. Federal Trade Commission sued Facebook, which also sought to break up the three companies, which would allow for a more balanced and competitive market in the technology sector. On to debts. All right, more and more Americans are actually racking up credit card debt as inflation pushes up the cost of food, utilities, and other staples. According to a new report from creditcards.com, 60% of credit card holders have been carrying balances on their cards for at least up to a year, which is up 10% from the previous year in 2021. It's even harder to get out of debt when it's when it's spending on necessities that you got into that position in the first place, said Ted Rossman, a senior al- analyst for creditcards.com. These expenses, like normal things like groceries, gas, aren't easily avoided. The report showed that 59% of Americans who earn less than $50,000 a year carry a credit card balance from month to month. A percentage dropped slightly to 49% for those who earn between $50,000 and $80,000 and dips again to 46% for people making $80,000 to $100,000 a year. So in essence, the less money a household makes, the more likely they are to have credit card debt. Although inflation cooled back in July and August, consumer prices have surged over 8% in the past year, with rising costs of groceries, shelter, and medical care offsetting a recent decline in gas prices. Core inflation, which includes volatile food and fuel prices, rose 6.3% in August, up from 5.9% in the previous month. Americans owed $888 billion in credit card debt, as of June 2020, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. That's an increase of roughly 13% from the same time last year, which is the largest increase in credit card debt that we've seen in over 20 years. Credit card debt is accumulating at the cost of, as the cost of even plastic rises. The average interest rate for a new credit card is between 18 and 25%. Even people with the best credit score can expect to pay 18% interest or higher on a new credit card. And, you know, while we're on the subject of debt, just a reminder that the average American household spends 34% of their gross income on interest on their debt. It's one of the biggest problems that most families face. And one of the most difficult things about it is they don't know how to actually get out of debt the best way possible. There are several strategies that have existed for decades on how you can get out of debt faster and more efficiently without spending any additional money. And that's why I offer free education on how you can get debt free at my website. So you can go to www.mindfulmarketplaceshow.com and click on the button that says eliminate debt to learn more. Lastly, investments. Um, It's been a rough year for the stock market and some consumers are closing investment accounts due to inflation and volatility concerns. According to a recent study from Ally Financial, as investors brace for another major interest rate hike from the Fed, inflation still hovering at a 40-year high and the S&P 500 down nearly 20% in the last year. Meanwhile, nearly one in five consumers have actually closed an investing, trading, or brokerage account over the last year, 
with many closures, 21% by millennial and Gen Z respondents. Nearly 40% of those surveyed sold some or all of their investments because of inflation, the report found, and 31% sold assets due to fear of losing money amid stock market volatility. Without a sufficient emergency fund, though, a lot of these investors may be selling assets to cover a simple higher cost of living. All right. So now let's get into our conversation with a good friend of mine. Um, he was my introduction to bizradio.us. His show, um, The Golden Key, if you have not listened to it, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, please help me welcome Mr. Alex Cardona to the show. Alex, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joel. I'm fired up to be here as always, but you know, it's always great to be on a show of a former or radio host, and, and I'm glad that you take that step to be here. So I'm excited, and I love what you're talking about, love what you're doing. I learned a little bit in that segment there, so hope that all the listeners that are listening got something too. Yeah, man, I, uh, I'm really, really glad to have you on here. I first, you know, it, let's say someone maybe for some reason hasn't listened to the Golden Key yet and they don't know you. Um, please tell us a little bit about your background um, and what you've done in the past and, and how your business has shaped moving forward up to this point. Oh, man, it's, it's been a journey. And really what, what the Golden Key is, is a reflection of personal growth, because that's what I found out is the number one thing to scaling in business. I had to grow. I had to change. I had to become better. I'm still holding myself back. And after I realized that it was me, the man in the mirror that was holding me back from success, I realized where did I get the principles of success? And I got the principles of success. Uh, you know, sometimes you can turn to friends and you can turn to family. And, and that's not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But Sometimes those people are a little bit more judgmental when you're going through a hard time. So I remember when I was going through a hard time in my life, I started listening to podcasts and started getting different advice from unbiased sources. And I realized, wow, like that helped me uh, get through a hump or through a hurdle in my life. And uh, that's kind of how I started with the Golden Key. And what the Golden Key is, is this is a soundboard for entrepreneurship and personal growth so that I'm hoping to inspire other entrepreneurs who are like me, who started their business and uh, have a, a, a success path through other stories. Uh, it's okay to go through resiliency. It's okay to go through you know hard times, but it's about moving forward in business. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that we give our listeners. And uh, I, I love doing it. I love being in the position I am to much is given, much is required. So it requires even more for me to just you know scale at a higher level. And I love it. Man, I really like that because, you know, not everybody who gets into business or anybody in general has, I think, the level of humility to say, you know what, maybe the environment around me doesn't need to change as much as I need to change. Yeah. I think that takes a certain level of being able to put your ego in your back pocket and to say, you know, I, one thing I learned in my business is that my ego actually ended up becoming the most expensive thing that I owned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so what was your, what was your background before you started uh, Cardona businesses, business so, services? Uh, prior to that, what I did was um, I was a social work. I went to school at the university of South Florida, got my degree in public health and, you know, followed the path, go to school, go get a good job, go work for someone else and, you know, retire whenever you can. Um, and that was never my path. So I started off in social work and I loved doing that. Started working out with a homeless clients and I transitioned into uh, working with kids and I transitioned into actually working into an actual medical clinic. Uh, and that's something that made me realize that, you know, social work field, unfortunately, doesn't have a lot of sustainability. And I was getting caregiver burnout by 
you know, every day coming in trying to help somebody and realizing that uh, people don't always want to be helped. Some people just want a pill to fix their problems and there is no pill to fix anyone's problems. It takes you fixing your own problems and that desire for you to get through uh, what it is you need to get through. So I eventually got caregiver burnout and I said, you know what, uh, I can't do this anymore. And I realized that if I was going to get paid that little and I was going to work that hard, I should might as well have the summers off and the winters off. And so I transitioned from actually working in the social work into education. Uh, my mom's a teacher. And of course, she told me to go to school not to become a teacher. So that's why I picked social work in the first place. Uh, and <laughs> clearly, that did not work out. And it wasn't until 2019 that I moved, my wife and I, we moved up here to Asheville, North Carolina. And at that point in time, I was tired of the bureaucracy of education. And it got so frustrating for me that I really wanted to create my own uh, training facility to train youth athletes. And unfortunately, with that, what happened was, uh, you know, the pandemic hit. I was literally January of 2020. I was getting my personal training certification. I remember posting that story up. And two months later, the world shut down. And so getting into personal training or anything like that just didn't make any sense. And that's how I found Legal Shield. Um, I found Legal Shield through being a victim of, you know, getting pulled over or DWB getting pulled over. And uh, it was mm -hmm. kind of crazy. It was, well, sir, where are you going? To sir, step out the car, to dog search in the car. And I realized, you know what? It doesn't matter how much success I have in my life. Um, I'm always going to be labeled as an African-American, even though I'm actually Hispanic. And it didn't really matter to me. And I found out that for $21.95, and that's what the price was back then. Now the price is $29.95. But for that amount, I can protect my family from that scenario Um and I can protect my community. And that's what catapulted me in the legal shield. And from that, um, I just started networking and, and somebody gave me the advice, go everywhere, do everything. And I did. And that's how my, my business has evolved as I've grown as an individual. And, and that's what I think has been great because now where we're going with Cardona Business Solutions is, is not necessarily we're taking all the things. We're taking the educational piece. We're taking the social work piece. We're taking the legal aspect. We're talking building a, a business. We're taking all of that and putting it into uh, a phenomenal thing that's going to help a lot of different businesses grow. So I'm excited for where we're going for sure. Yeah, you know, I, th I think you're absolutely right. You know, it, it, we've talked about this before, and part of the reason we connected is that I was also a social worker before getting into business. My mother was also a teacher. I think it's a real shame that those people. Um, typically are not paid uh, equitably, I think, or fairly for the value they add and for the amount of work they do. I know when I was when I was working with homeless clients, I felt like I was maybe two paychecks away from needing <laughs> to the, the shelter <laughs> services. <laughs> and um, exactly. Yeah, um, but I guess when you made that transition from being a social worker, an educator, into an entrepreneur, those are pretty different things. Not many people cross that bridge. What was that like for you? And what did you take with you? And what did you leave behind? I mean, it's it's not easy to start a business. And the reality is 4.4 million Americans started a business between 2020 and 2021. But I like what you said earlier when we started the show, it's about knowing your purpose. You know, when you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur, I think first thing, you gotta start with your lifestyle. Like I know I didn't want someone else telling me where I could be. I didn't want to miss any major holidays, many major events with my family because I had to you know, pick up an extra shift. I wanted to be present with my family. So that was one of the things I think I always took with me. I've always wanted freedom. 
I've always wanted to be able to do what I want, where I want, how I want and spend it. Success is really doing those things. But also the other part uh, is who with who are you doing those things with? And I think that that's so important. And what I had to leave behind, um, you know, I had to leave behind former habits. I had to leave behind, you know, when you run a business, there are certain you had me and Bill Gates have 24 hours in a day. Uh, Bill Gates is making millions and I'm not there yet, but uh, there are certain activities that you have to do to create income. And I had to learn to self-discipline myself. And that's still something that, you know, I'm working on because I grew up in a dojo and I grew up being disciplined all my life. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's something that I've had to, you know, definitely work on as far as being disciplined in my time and my day. And I realized that, you know, money, money comes and goes. Time doesn't. Uh, that's something that I realized as a business owner is, is a very valuable commodity, having time to do the things that you need to do and spending your time in those things to create the best outcome possible. That's really what business ownership is. And when you take that, uh, when you grab life by the helm and you, you know, you're the captain of the ship, you really got to decide where you're going and, and where you're leading people and how are you leading by example. And I think that that's also something that I brought with me. I, I don't ever think that I don't know who I want to become or I don't know. Uh, I don't have a vision for my life. It's just a matter of just taking the steps and figuring out the knowledge to get there and then getting myself to do what I need to do after I get the knowledge, because knowing is not enough. You must apply uh, Bruce Lee quote there. Um, but that's something else that I've had to learn and take with me in business. It's been a journey, but I love it. Yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, when I made that that transition, I think one thing that you mentioned there that you were looking for was sort of that that autonomy and that freedom of, you know, being able to truly be your own boss. But, you know, most people aren't taught how to do that. And you're right. Like, I think self-discipline was one of the most difficult things that I had to learn in that process. But at some point, it just hit me that freedom, the freedom I was after and the self-discipline that I was struggling with, that they were completely linked together. And I remember reading a quote, I think it's from Socrates probably, or, you know, it's probably been rewritten about a billion times, but it's something to the extent that an individual is only free to the extent of their own self-mastery. Because if Absolutely. you're not in control of yourself, how can you, you're not in control of your life. 100%. Um, um, I do want to ask you too, one of the biggest things that we talk about for the Mindful Marketplace is supporting local businesses mm -hmm. now I'll, we talk about doing that as a consumer we talk about doing that as an investor but i want to dig in with you about you know the cardona business solutions because what you're really doing is supporting the local business community in your hometown with your own business and with your own enterprise so tell us a little bit about what that looks like for you and how you're supporting the other local entrepreneurs in your area Absolutely. Uh, when I moved up here in Asheville in 2019, I had no idea what was out here to help my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, one of the key components or key contributors to my success uh, has been the Asheville Chamber of Commerce, which was the number one chamber in the United States in 2019. And they have something that's called a PCI grant, which is People's Community Inclusion Grant, it allows minority business owners to get inside the chamber. And through that, I was able to, you know, take advantage of my opportunity. I went everywhere, I met everyone, and, and I took massive action to get to where I wanted to be. Uh, with that being said, I learned a lot of things on the way. I learned that running a business 
is is a very difficult thing. It's not as glamorous as okay, I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna make millions. <laughs> that's, that's not how this goes. <laughs> like I wish it's not. It goes. No, no, I almost applied oh. for the social work programs I was working for. <laughs> so, but like, what's crazy about it is that you know, obviously, I would serve people on the legal side of things. You know, helping them with trademarks, copyrights, LLCs, employee benefits, and some of those things. And what I found that was common was that there's often more legal needs or more needs than just the legal side. It's I need an insurance person. I need a new website. I need a new uh, I need to get into the marketplace because my marketing sucks. Like there are so many different problems that go around uh, developing, maintaining and running a business that, quite frankly, it's overwhelming. Um, and I don't know if anyone has the amount of hours in a day to do so. So what I developed with Cardona Business Solutions was I developed a network two years uh, grinding, just networking. And within that network, I have people that can help with all business needs. And so what I do and some of those business needs, you know, which is I, I love, especially here in Asheville, some of those business needs are free. Some of those business needs, like, for example, you can go to Western Carolina Women's Business Center, you can get a business plan and there's certain connections that you need. So what we do in Cardona Business Solutions is I connect people to their business needs and I make sure that help their business thrive and I help their business thrive by keeping them in income producing activity. So if they have any problems with their business, I, I work with them on a retainer fee. I say, hey, let's get these problems done. And then I help them with massive market uh, domination by getting on different speaking platforms, getting on the radio show and all different things. So uh, that's what I do with business owners. Man, that's that's so great. Uh, you know, the, the big question that we ask and we're, we don't have a ton of time left, but the big question that we ask here on this show is what does it actually look like to see a marketplace that is more mindful and less mindless? Um, you know, when you look, think about your local community, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? I think that it, it take that's a great question, first of all. Um, and to answer that question, I think it takes people seeing people as people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, don't judge me by the color of my skin, judge me by my character. Um, and that's something that Asheville, I think, has given me. And I've have so many great friends. I have experienced things that are so outside of my cultural norms. And it's because I was able to show up as a black man, Hispanic man with intelligence, not just somebody, you know, who had to prove themselves to someone. Uh, and, and that's been great for me. That's been amazing. And I think that for us to have a mindful marketplace, we need more places like this beautiful community of Asheville, North Carolina, that it'll allow you to stay weird. And uh, if you're weird enough and you're cool enough, you can stay. But if you're too weird, I don't know where they put you in the Appalachian Mountains, but it's, it's all good. We'll still accept you. You know, I think that allowing people to show up as who they are is the best thing that we can all do um, as a community. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think ever Asheville's ever uh, turned anyone away for being too weird. That's for sure. That's for um, sure. Yeah. So uh, where can people find you? I know that they can find you here on bizradio.us and click on the shows. And there's a bunch of other great shows, too, that you can listen to on there but where else can people find you to connect with you and to see if they if you can be of service to their business or to what they've got going on in their lives absolutely so uh the best way right now is to reach me via email which is cardona c-a-r-d-o-n-a dot legacy at gmail.com and legacy spelled just the way it is um but the other thing is we have a pilot website that is 
out. You can still check it out, but uh, it will be more comprehensive going into next month. But it's called CardonaSolutions.com. So you can go there. You'll be able to schedule a one-on-one call with me, and you'll be able to get access to me that way. Uh, but give it a few weeks before we go ahead and have it to where it needs to be. And uh, the other way you can find me is on the social medias. Uh, you can find me under Alex Cardona. Uh, it says Tampa underneath Facebook. I hadn't changed that yet. And then you can find me under Instagram under uh, Cool Like AC. Excellent. Well, check out Alex's show. Check out his website, and you can also connect with me here either at BizRadio.us or at MindfulMarketplaceShow.com. Hope you have a good one. Take care of yourself and take care of someone else. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit BizRadio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.